bow your head and make a wish. I remember receiving my high school diploma as the pinnacle of my life. I've never been the type to put school above all else. I was never gung-ho about the whole go-to-college-get-grades-get-a-good-job paradigm that ran its course through a majority of my childhood. I'd much rather partake in more immediate pleasures than simply a possibility that I might be successful and self-sustaining if I go to college. Don't get me wrong, self-sustainability is something I've always been very much interested in, and who isn't for that matter, but I suppose the main problem was that I simply was never a very good student. I never studied as much as everyone else. I never performed as well on the test. I rarely actively participated in class, and some days, when I turned in my homework assignments on time, I received standing ovations. Being a B student wasn't bad. I got to relax, unlike a majority of my peers who took their academics to places I can hardly remember, even now. So when I got my degree, I wasn't nearly as excited, certainly not as tear-filled, as the majority of my graduating class. But I did fully acknowledge that the simple piece of paper that was handed to me represented the gateway into my future, wherever I chose to take it. As I pack what remains of my belongings, that reality becomes increasingly clear. With the same fervor with which I approached high school studies, I tossed several more outfits into my suitcase. Fabric is nearly falling out of the sides and I struggle to zip everything in. I fear that with a little bit of pressure, everything might explode. Once everything worth taking has been accounted for, I lie back on my mattress. The softness that I have become so accustomed to over eighteen years of my life will soon be replaced with a firm and unforgiving spread. My experience at orientation taught me that, among other things, particularly that the road in college is far less refined than that for high school travelers, and much more expensive. In the second regard, I'm lucky to have been working my sophomore year in high school and to have amassed enough to pay for my first semester at least. Actually, today was my last eight-hour shift at that familiar uptown restaurant. I'll never spend another day employed there. It's bittersweet to think how much of my future is owed to my employment there, and how little I care to give back to the establishment. Once I get to Bosworth, all that will be behind me. I'll have a new on-campus job waiting for me. I sit in quiet reflection. Maybe, I say aloud, almost as to confirm the thoughts running through my head. I've never really been vocal about my plans after high school. I figure most of my co-workers assumed I wouldn't even be going to college. Maybe it was worth giving them all a proper goodbye. I strip off my uniform and throw on casual clothes. I still smell vaguely of food, but excuse myself. I'm heading out, Ma! I yell while racing down the stairs. My mother is waiting for me at the bottom step. Where are you going, Steve? She wraps a hand around my arm and pulls me lightly towards her. Most of my movement is my own, her gentle tug acting as more of a map for the shift of my body. To do what all Linwoods were raised to do, I smirk, hardly able to hold back my amusement with what was nothing more than an arbitrary quip. She raises an eyebrow. Which is? Her grip loosens. Saying my final farewells, I treat her to a smile, and the last of her strength leaves her hand. My body sweeps forward towards the door. Outside, the sun has lowered significantly despite less than an hour having passed since I returned home. The cool air invites me to make myself comfortable, which I do all the way to the train station. Sometimes I question my dark skin for absorbing so much more heat than I'd readily be willing to accept, particularly on days such as today. But I brave the heat with all the grace of a marathoner struggling through the last few meters of a long-distance race. 
I feel almost as though the weight of the world is pressing down upon me, flattening my built body against the frying pan that is concrete. I could cook on it if I so chose, and come fairly close to seeing the burning ground in action. I see her. A Caucasian woman in the heart of the hood, passing quickly in front of me. A peculiar expression crying out for assistance. She stops several steps to my left. Puzzled, I've come to a complete halt. As she turns to face me, a maniacal grimace creeps on her, a puzzling countenance. Being the kind of person I am, I must always have the first word in any conversation, and so I extend my shaky hand. Are you okay? To which she responds blankly, before looking both directions and taking a big step towards me.